Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Good morning, friends. I just have to laugh for a second because we're here on vacation in Bend, Oregon, and I forgot my mic stand. So I'm holding this microphone and I feel like I need to sing for you. (laughs) Don't worry, I won't. But it's just kind of funny feeling like I've got this mic in my hand and I feel like we need to do a little karaoke. But I will spare you from my terrible singing voice and instead you get my morning voice. So you lovely people are the first ones I'm talking to today. So bear with me as we... Talk about today's topic, which is rebooting your morning to change your whole day. And dare I say, change your whole week, change your whole month, change your whole stinking life, actually. Some of the tips that I'm going to talk about today, you may already know. Some of them you may already practice, and some of these may be brand new for you. And I'm going to post all of these in the show notes, and you can find the show notes on my website, captivatinglyconfident.com backslash podcast. So that's where you can find the show notes where I link to stuff that we talk about in the show. So let's jump in. So what is the first thing you do in the morning? Do you check your phone? your email? Do you watch TV? Do you listen to music? Are you trying to wrangle kids to get them off to school? What? Are you working? Like, what does your morning look like? And how you start your day determines your mood for the rest of the day. And I have found this to be so incredibly true. I want it to not be true, friends. (laughs) I want this to not be true. I wish that I could just start looking at social media first thing in the morning and just like have that be a positive thing for my day. But I have found that that it honestly gets my competitive juices flowing when I'm looking at other people and thinking like, gosh, I wish I was doing that or I wish I had that or, you know, it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you, but I find for most of my clients in our community that starting your day off distracted or rushed kind of keeps you stuck in that go, go, go mode all the time. It's like you're in this hamster wheel and you can't seem to stop running. There's no slow down. There's no pause. And our culture almost celebrates that. It almost rewards busyness to the extent of, look at you. You've got so much going on. You don't even have time for yourself. And we got to change that. That's got to stop right now. Even if you have two, three, five, ten kids at home, if you work from home or if you have a a 60-hour-a-week job, you can still create time and space for yourself. And that is going to change your whole 
life. So we're going to talk about some really practical tips on how to do that, how to create space in your morning so that you can set yourself up for success for the rest of the day. So the first thing is to ditch the phone in the morning. Any kind of screen, just don't even go there. Don't even start with that. If you need to check what time it is, that's fine. Check what time it is and go. And this is going to do a myriad of things, but what it, the main thing it's going to do is it's going to free up some time for you to start practicing some self-care in the morning. So the first thing is to breathe. Have you ever heard of box breathing? It's amazing. Total game changer. So what you're going to do is you're going to start with three box breaths and it goes something like this. You're going to breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. You create a little box, box breathing. And I want you to practice that just right now. Even just take a second. Ready? Here we go. Isn't that nice? Just a little deep cleansing breath to calm your central nervous system, reset, and move some of that oxygen in your body. It's amazing first thing. The second thing you're going to do is stretch. Yep. You don't have to do full-blown yoga. You don't have to do a whole total body stretch. But just ask your body, where am I tight this morning? Am I sore? Am I stiff? And just stretch that part of your body. Just get your circulation going. Get that blood flowing. Just a quick minute minute or two of stretching and moving that body. So we breathe. We stretch. Number three, drink water. Drink that water. I think sometimes we get to the end of the day and we're like, oh, I haven't had any water today. And then we chug at night, which then we've been dehydrated all day, which has affected our hunger. And then we drink a bunch of water and then we have to go pee. So if you can get your water in earlier through the day, that's going to be, again, a huge game changer for you. So drinking water. Now, typical wisdom says half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that's 75 ounces of water. And that's like bare minimum for how much water your body requires. Remember, you're 75% water. You need to keep that water going so that you can flush out all the toxins, aid your digestive system, help to hydrate your skin. So good. So water, 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 especially first thing in the morning. Sometimes I like to add a little splash of apple cider vinegar or like a drop or two of lemon essential oils just for some extra detoxing, extra boost cleansing wise. And then the fourth thing you're going to do is focus on gratitude. And I think that this gets lost for a lot of us. I know for me personally, I get lost on this. I get wrapped up in the morning routine. I get distracted. I get busy and I forget to set my intention for the day. And that starts with gratitude, right? So you, this could look so many different ways. This could look like you sitting down and journaling for a few minutes. This could look like you just internally processing on what you're grateful for. Maybe verbally processing, talking, blogging, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's breathing. Maybe it's 
incense. Maybe it's, I don't know. You, you create the story here. This is your time. This is you time. Whatever feels good to you, that's what you get to do. And this, the great thing about this is that this whole, all four of these steps take less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. You have five minutes in the morning. And these five, four things in five minutes can absolutely change the way your whole day goes. And the great thing is, is that you can rinse and repeat. You can repeat these four steps throughout your day to give yourself that self-care. I think oftentimes when we think of self-care, we think of, oh, I have to go get a massage or I've got to get my nails done or it means going for a walk or it means having a nap. Whatever self-care looks like for you, we think it has to be this big time investment or money investment. And friends, it doesn't. This is a great way to take care of yourself in a short amount of time. And it will make a huge impact on you as you get going. And especially if you can wake up at the same time each day, amazing. Because then you've got yourself into a habit and a routine where self-care is priority number one. You can also add in some other different aspects like prayer or maybe doing a study if you're studying or reading a book, space for meditation. Like you can add in whatever you want to, but I think using this template of breathing, stretching, drinking water, and focusing on gratitude is kind of the starting spot and you can change it and make it whatever you want. And don't give it up for anything. This is what true health is. It's creating habits and spaces for yourself that don't get taken away. I think the number one struggle I hear from women is like, you know, I just, I fall off track. I just get so busy or tragedy strikes. And I think that, and I could be totally woo-woo here, so just bear with me, but I think That whenever we try to take a step toward growth and we take a step toward moving toward true health and what that really looks like for us, the universe does a little testing, a little bit of testing. And it seems like whenever we try to start new habits, something happens, right? You get an unexpected bill or somebody falls ill, or something happens, somebody loses a job, like things like big things, it seems like. And if you can practice this habit of setting aside these five minutes for yourself and keep it no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. You've got to keep these five minutes because this is you time. And it's so important. And friends, you've got to pour into yourself. You've got to. You cannot serve from an empty tank. You can't do it. So save this routine. Don't let anything or anybody get in the way of it. Create this space for you. It's five minutes. (laughs) It's five minutes, sister. You can do it. Stay focused on that gratitude. Stay focused on your intentions for the day. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about food. Yay. So breakfast, you've heard it said since you were a kid that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it's true. It is so, so, so true. How you begin your day with food, again, 
will affect how you deal with food the rest of the day. So by focusing on having a meal that is mostly comprised of protein and fat in the morning, that will give you so much more mental clarity, so much more stability with your blood sugar levels, your energy levels, you're going to have less mood swings, and you're going to find that you have the ability to focus so much better. Because a lot of times we think of carby foods for breakfast, whether that be a smoothie or toast or cereal or fruit. And we focus on like these super sugary, carby breakfasts. Even if they're quote healthy, they're still really heavy in the carbohydrates, which what that does first thing in the morning is it spikes your blood sugar way up and then drops it like a hot rock which is why you get these ups and downs and cravings. And it's like, then you need a snack at like 10 a.m. And then lunch, you're just starving. And you just feel like you're up and down all day. Am I right? But when you take some of those carbohydrates out and you replace those with the protein and fat in the morning, holy game changer. It's amazing the difference that it makes. So some examples that I have and vegetarians may not like me very much for this, but I have vegetarian options too. We'll get there. But the first foods that I recommend are complete proteins, meaning animal sources of protein. So things like eggs or sausage or even bacon. Um, of course, well-sourced for all of these, meaning like cage-free, free-range. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but let's keep going here. So finding something that's protein like that. So when we talk about proteins, we talk about two types. There's complete proteins that have all the essential amino acids that you need. And then there's incomplete proteins. And the incomplete proteins are lacking specific essential amino acids to create the whole picture. So you have to do some pairing. So when we talk about those, we're talking about plant proteins. So things like nuts, legumes, those have protein in them, but they don't have the same pack as animal proteins. And so if you are not a vegetarian, I would recommend having something like eggs or sausage or even like soup. Soup in the morning is incredible, especially as the weather turns colder. So in Eastern medicine, there's a thought about digestion and how it works in in concert with the seasons. And as we enter into colder seasons, your digestion will respond so much more to warming meals. So if you think of like your digestion as like a fire and it's heating up the pot of your stomach, right? And if you're constantly putting cold food into your stomach and cold water into your body, you're gonna douse the fire. And that's going to leave you feeling like you're just not digesting as well. And when you switch that and you start putting warm foods in, you actually stoke your digestive fires and it can improve your digestion, which makes your whole life so much better. So much better. Try it and see. So if you're like, for example, it's October and if you're having smoothies for breakfast in October, there's a chance that you could be limiting your digestive fires. So switching from that cold smoothie to maybe a soup in the morning that has some good protein in it, maybe some chicken or some turkey or some beef, anything like that. 
that especially with the broth, oh my goodness, so good, so good. I know that sounds crazy. You're like, I could never. You could, or you could even try like a warm salad. So like saute up some spinach or some kale and make like a warm salad. That's one of my favorite things to do, especially in the summertime. I love a cold salad for breakfast. Oh my gosh, so good. If you can break yourself outside of that typical breakfast box, you're going to have so many more options for breakfast. It's going to blow your mind. So saving things like carbohydrates, so grains, sugars, fruits, save those for later in the day and focus on the protein and fat in the morning. So if you have questions about this, I invite you to come on over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group, kimludeman.com. Post your questions in the group and let's get some discussion going and get some ideas generated for ways that you can really boost your energy keep that blood sugar stable in the morning by limiting carbs in the morning. And I'm not talking about veggies, like especially green veggies. Like if you want to have like a spinach scramble with your eggs, like yes, good, perfect. Those are more simple, complex carbohydrates. So those can be beneficial, but we're talking about more of the like sugary, fruity stuff toward the middle and end of your day. So I hope that makes sense. Again, if you want to have more of a conversation about it, let's go to the Facebook group and keep it going over there. The next thing is to practice intermittent fasting. And if you do this, you need to do it carefully. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of intermittent fasting, but that's where you fast for a specific period of time, going without food or any calories. So just having water. And the best way to practice this is actually at night. So there's a lot of information out there about fasting, but I find that most people have success fasting overnight, and that's when your body goes into resting and repairing mode versus digesting and breaking down mode. So the idea here is that we move dinner back to like 5 or 6 p.m. and then pushing your breakfast forward until like maybe eight or nine if you can. So you're creating more time at night when you're not eating so that your body can rest and repair. This is actually also great for fat burning. Not that any of us want to burn fat, but if you did, this could be a great way to get your body to work with you in that process rather than trying to force it to burn fat. We just ate it gently. And That overnight fasting is called reverse fasting. So you're actually just working with like the rhythm of the sun. So Mind Body Green just put out an article this morning. It was ironic. Uh, They just posted it about reverse fasting and eating with the sun. So when the sun comes up, that's when you have breakfast. When the sun goes down, like that's the last meal of the day, the last intake of calories for the day. And it's interesting how that helps you sleep better, helps your digestion, it gives you more energy, and it helps to balance your hunger hormones. So you have two hunger hormones. You've got ghrelin, which is that like, I'm hungry hormone. And then you have leptin. And leptin is the, I'm satisfied, I don't need any more hormone. And as we get busy through our day and we keep that blood sugar kind of up and down all day, you lose your sensitivity 
to leptin's presence. And it's harder to hear that signal that says, oh, I think I'm done. I'm not hungry anymore. And we lose that. We lose it in the busyness. We lose it in the ups and downs. And by practicing the fasting and also by setting aside that time in the morning to really focus on breathing, stretching, drinking water, gratitude practices, and then having that nice warming protein fat breakfast, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really tune you into your body's own natural rhythms and working with your body rather than against it. So intermittent fasting is where you fast for just a little bit longer than that. So typically a fast is going to last anywhere from 12 to 14 hours during the night. If you're intermittent fasting, you're going to push that closer to 18 hours is what you're kind of, 17 to 18 is what you're aiming for. Now, intermittent fasting is amazing, but it can also do a lot to your body. So I recommend talking to a health professional, somebody that you trust, about the effects of intermittent fasting before starting, especially if you're going to be bypassing breakfast altogether with no calorie replacement, that can be more problematic. If you're looking to do that on a regular basis, I recommend looking at Dave Asprey's website, Bulletproof Executive, because he talks about bulletproof coffee and intermittent fasting. And it's amazing some of the benefits of that. So head on over to Dave's site, check that out, get yourself educated and look and see if that fasting ritual could be for you. I practice it about once a week where I use Bulletproof Coffee and forego food until about 11 or 12, and that works really well for me, but only like once or twice a week. So there's that. Whew. Okay. We talked about water. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention was some vegetarian option for breakfast. So you can also do, aside from like doing a soup, you could also do like sauteed veggies in the morning and you can also do a no oatmeal so no oatmeal no foods k-n-o-w foods has actually a warm cereal mix that they sell that is delightful and it has coconut flour in it it has almond flour flaxseed and chia seed and you just add some water add whatever kind of mix-ins you want and it's delicious it tastes like cream of wheat which If you're any kind of oatmeal fan, that's going to sound great. And that's another option to just get in that fat and that protein that just leaves you satiated and feeling really good. With the no oatmeal, I like to add a scoop of collagen powder because that is not only awesome for your digestive tract, your skin, and your muscle fibers, tendons, fascia, all that, but it's also a good way to sneak in some protein too. Because again, protein and fat are what's going to give us that blood sugar stability that's going to make you feel like a freaking rock star. It's going to be amazing. So those are some of the hacks that if you start to implement these by setting aside that five minutes for yourself in the morning, focusing on a breakfast that's got lots of protein and fat, and maybe practicing intermittent fasting or at least fasting with the sun, then I feel like you are going to find so much more energy, clarity, positivity. You are going to feel like a rock star. So give it 
like seven to 10 days, if you're not noticing any changes, then come over to the Facebook group and tell us, tell us what's going on and let's see if we can pinpoint maybe some different things that you could be doing so that you can experience the amazing mental clarity that comes from setting yourself up like this each day. Okay, my friends? All right, I cannot wait to hear about your experiences with this over in the Facebook group. Come and tell us all the things because we want to know what is working for you so we can all learn from each other and help each other grow. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you soon. Thank you.